Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to episode 204 of the Disney Brit Radio Show, thank you for joining us, and happy new year one and all, it's the first show of 2018, and we've got the gang back together, so good evening John. Gabby New Year! Gabby New Year? Yeah, I was going to say good evening and happy new year, so I came out as Gabby New Year. together, that'll work. Good evening, Key! Happy New Year! Good. Happy Hogmanay, I should happy say. Happy Hogmanay, that's true. Nice, cool. Hello, Fanta. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy 2018. Hello, Susan. And hello, Gareth. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. I, now I've got to admit. Well, Tesco, Tesco's are selling Easter. I've already had a cream egg. Oh, don't start with a faux outrage that they're already selling Easter I had, eggs. I had a cream. Oh, no, that's how it works. I had a cream egg on New <laughs> oh, Year's Eve. Outrage. Gives me a chance to be organised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cream Meg on New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen. Get in there. Um, so, 2017 hadn't even finished and I'd already started. But there you go. Um, anyway. Did you get a white Cream Meg? No, it wasn't a white one. It was a normal one. I know, disappointing. But, what are we going to be talking about this evening? Uh, a couple of things to talk to you about this evening. Number one, uh, the information that's come out about Fan Days. I want to talk through all of that with you, with the options you've got available to you if you want to go over to Fan Days. We've been talking about it a lot so we thought, uh, now the info's out, we might as well talk to you about that. And also, I've just returned uh, on a whistle-stop tour to London today because I was lucky enough to uh, be able to experience the new Star Wars Secrets of the Empire hyper-reality experience, which is currently at the Westfield Shopping Centre in the centre of London. So we're going to be talking about that as well. And that's pretty much the show uh, for today. So... Shall we start off then? Uh, let's start off with fun days then. So, John, before, just in case there's somebody who's listened to this show, has absolutely no idea what fun days is. Do you want to quickly explain to everybody uh, what it is uh, and when it's taking place? It's fun to be a fan at Disneyland Paris. You've got that really fake uh, it's voice. It's also on, very expensive. <laughs> so, fan days is going to be an exclusive set of events that are going to be held at Disneyland Paris for the fan community. Now, I'm going to put fan in inverted commas because it seems you have to be a very specific type of fan, uh, given what information has been released so far. So the Fan Days Twitter account has been releasing a little bit of information every day. They've released some things like some characters that are going to be put out. So it's been revealed that we're going to have Yzma. Uh, We're going to have Hades and Hercules. We're going to have Shan, Yu, and Li Shang. We're going to have... Who else are we going to have? Elena of Avalor. Apologies about that. Star (laughs) Wars, apparently. (laughs) Uh, I just accidentally pressed completely the wrong button. We're going to have... um, Yeah, so that's what they've released so far. But on the first of uh, the month, they released their package prices and the packages that are available so these are all the, the and how we all laughed no we, <laughs> we didn't laugh i think it's about. needless to say these didn't go down too well now is this, is this that it didn't go down too well with us or it didn't go down too well with the disney fan community as a, as a from whole, what or? i could see it didn't go down too well with the disney fan community in general right okay fair enough Uh, A lot of what I could see from Twitter and Facebook is that people were saying that they'd been outpriced straight off before anything had even happened. They'd been outpriced. Mm. Okay. Um, And that's a shame. Considering it's supposed to be a, um, it's supposed to be aimed towards Disneyland Paris. Well, not Disneyland Paris fans, that's probably wrong, but Disney fans Mm -hmm. and fans of, you know, exclusive events and fans of rare characters and fans of 
you know, special treats. Um, they kind of seem to be engineering these packages um, at the, you kind of, and I don't really want this to sound in any way disparaging towards anybody, but to be awards your everyday guest, uh, but not just your everyday guest, your everyday guest who has a little bit of money. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, I'm not saying it's because I agree with it, just just want to play devil's advocate. Disney have always said that this is a very exclusive fan event. And surely by pricing it to where it is, does that not indeed make it a very exclusive fan event? Yes, I suppose to a degree it does, but it makes it a little too exclusive. Okay. And it makes yeah. it exclusive in the wrong way as well, because it makes it exclusive based on how much money you've got, rather than limited availability, or you can make it exclusive without making it okay, so enough. that only very wealthy people can afford to go. Okay, that's fair enough. Because mm, it, it limits it to, would you say that it's only sort of the exclusive fans that are adults? Because then, what about with the with sort of exclusive fans that have children as well, and their childrens are just as much as a big fan as well? Yeah, that's unfair, isn't it? A little okay. bit of that. Interesting. I'm reserving judgment until we see the ticket only prices. Yeah, because I think we've oh, we got, got to into consideration, haven't we? That we haven't got any ticket only mm. prices as of yet. Um, so let's kind of go through with what we've got package wise. So there are kind of three main packages, aren't there? The character madness, the park, or four, sorry. The character madness, the park enthusiast, the delicious, Disney-licious, and the ultimate Fantasia packages. Well, you have your classic package as well. Oh, your classic package as well, sorry, yes. Yes, there's five. Okay. This was one of the problems that I had with it. There was so much to read. I had the walls. Like, there yeah. was so much to actually fish through what you could actually get. It took a really long time. Yep, and it, it really did. And then there was a whole lot of... Um, and this package is available is the previous package plus the previous package. So then you would have to scroll up to see what was available <laughs> in the previous two packages to see what you were getting in this package. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was complicated. They made it far too complicated. So one of the things we do know is that no matter which package you buy, there is not a single package that will allow you all of the benefits. This is correct. Okay. There is no one package that gives you all, and I'm going to count the benefits here, one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 19 benefits. There is 19 benefits. Okay, so let's go through the benefits that are included in all packages to start off with, shall we? In all packages. Yeah. Okay, so the one that's included in all packages, so that's Classic, uh, Character Madness, Park Enthusiast, Disneylicious, and Ultimate Fantasia is your park tickets, your hotel stay, which is based on either one or two nights, depending on the package, uh, at the Santa Fe. Okay. Uh, Photo Pass Plus, uh, your party ticket, and a lanyard with a pin. Okay. So That's um, available across all packages. So looking at it, uh, if you go for a premium package, or the classic package, you are getting one night. If you go for an exclusive package, or a Fantasia package, you're getting two nights. This is correct. Okay. Fair enough. So if we look at park tickets, they end the benefits of the classic. Okay, so yeah, that's all you get for the classic package. So uh, yes. if we actually look at it, what's the price for a classic package? Uh, the pl price of the classic package, which is your park tickets, hotel stay for one night at the Santa Fe, photo pass plus, party ticket, and a lanyard and pin, is three hundred and sixty-four pounds and twenty pence and per person. That's, that's sort of from from. So let's work this out then, park tickets wise. So anybody quickly work out what that usually would cost so park tickets you're looking at if you were buy them on the door you're looking at about 60 70 pounds aren't mm. you? Um, mm -hmm. a night in a hotel uh santa fe you're looking at somewhere around 150 so you're looking at 210 ish there photo pass plus anyone remember how much photo pass is for a day i'm not sure Four, 50, 40, isn't it? 60 euros. 60 euros. Well, the so. one Disney one, which was valid for, like, just for the races, yeah. that was about 35, something like that. So, I think. Looking, so let's let's say about 35 pounds mm -hmm. then. Plus your park, party ticket on top of that. Mm, we don't know what that's going to be. And your lanyard and pin, let's say $20 for that. So add all $20, 20 euros for that. So if, we, <laughs> if we add all of those together, we're looking at. 
Is that without take, the party ticket? Now, if you include your party ticket, party ticket on top, that's three hundred. You're probably looking so, at about three hundred and sixty so pounds. So you are. It's not insanely expensive. It's not insanely in expensive, but it's the cost of buying everything separate anyway. Well, yes, it is. So it's and it is. And one of the things we have to take into consideration, and it's certainly one of the things I've seen a huge amount about is that why are you offering packages with park tickets when most of the fans that are going to go to this are going to are be annual pass holders? Annual pass holders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that, yeah. that seems to have cropped up quite a lot in the things that we've seen. And also... It seems to have very much excluded annual pass holders plus local residents. Yeah, because you've got your hotels and stuff. Because the other thing with annual pass holders is not only do they already have the park ticket, they also get discount hotels. And the chances are they've probably already got a photo pass, annual pass, photo pass for the year. Uh, so the only thing there that's any use to them is the party ticket and the lanyard and pin. Yep. In theory. And the rumours I've heard, anyway, is, is like Katie mentioned before, it's going to be um, a an exclusive photo pass. Right. A bit like the one they did for Run Disney. So it will be only available for this night, and okay. it'll be done similar to the Run Disney. Fair enough. Okay, so let's because that's on a, that's a lot of people to take pictures of in one night. And if it is the same as the Run Disney one, your normal photo pass doesn't work. Right, okay. You have to have the special one. Okay. So, wow. for one Disney, you can't just use your normal annual yeah. pass. Okay, fair enough. Pass, you have to buy the special one. All right, so let's move on then to the character Madness. So, start off with our premium then. What are we getting in addition? So, this is where the price jumps up massively. But for the premium, you get everything that was mentioned before. So, your tickets, your stay, your photo pass, park ticket, lanyard. Plus, you get Mickey and Minnie meet in exclusive outfits. Mm -hmm. Plus the Sunday brunch. Now, where is the Sunday brunch? Do we know? Is this going to be an innovation? We're going. I'm going to assume it'll be the in in yeah. Inventions. Very likely to be. So, what's the cost for an innovation Sunday brunch? Seventy-five euros. Okay, so we're looking at that plus seventy-five euros. That's another okay, so prices start from five hundred and eighty-eight pounds and twenty pence per person for one night. So, and is that also the same hotel as well? Yeah. Santa Fe. Everything's Santa Fe. So we're looking okay. at an increase of £220. Yep. And for the, that, they get a €75 Euro brunch and a meet with Vicky and Minnie in an exclusive outfit. Mm-hmm. That exclusive outfit better be amazing. Well, you've got a little <laughs> sneak peek of, in the picture on the website. It, it does look pretty sick. I do like it. The material that they like... The blue, I'm seeing blue with like gold embroidery. Okay, so we're, are we are we saying that meeting Mickey and Minnie in exclusive outfits and a Sunday brunch is worth the additional two hundred and twenty pounds? No. Okay. I feel the meet and greet will be at the at the brunch. I don't know whether it will. I I wonder whether <laughs> I think it'll probably be a separate experience at the party. I would guess. I don't think they yeah. throw them in together. Do, do, do you I think, think it'll be a separate experience? Do you think yeah, it's possibly think it's... the normal meet? You're skipping the queue, I so it's available to everybody. I but no, I doubt it. I do they know do that the Sunday brunch has been confirmed that it will be the eight VIPs, so it'll be the eight fan days special VIP characters. characters. Okay, that's fair enough. All right then. So that's your kind of character madness premium, and then your exclusive. What do you get in addition to this? In addition to the uh, that, you also get a farewell parade. Okay. I, don't, I don't actually know what that is. And a private meet with two VIPs. No, these are two VIP characters. Yes. Okay. So the VIPs are technically Mickey, Minnie, um, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip, Dale, um, and Duffy and Shelley May. They're, they are classed as the VIPs. Right, so we're not talking oh, about imagine, the... Imagine if you got Duffy and Shelley May. <laughs> yeah, imagine I, that. If I'm honest with you, do you know who I think it'll be? And I think that I would actually <laughs> pay for it. I think it'll be Oswald and Hortensia. Well, this is going to be my question. Are we talking VIPs in the, the those eight, or are we talking VIPs in these rare characters? That I think it'll be the rare characters. But they advertise because... the two characters that have not appeared together anywhere else as one of the main selling points of the overall thing. Yeah. So exactly. if that's only available on one of the packages... That's a little bit misleading. It is a bit misleading. Well, it's the private meet bit that I wonder whether or not you're going to get the opportunity to skip the queue on that one. I wonder. I don't know. Mm. 
So that's there's a... private meat, but I think it's just that's just to make it sound better. Because what meat yeah. isn't private? Like you go up, you meet the characters, you get your picture, and you go away. Like perhaps yeah. that's in an exclusive room or an exclusive area that's not necessarily on the same night as fan days. Yeah, I know. I guess you will probably get an extended amount yeah. of time with those characters. I don't think it will be a quick the... in and a quick out. If you think about it, the brunch isn't going to be is going to be the day after. Yeah. True. Hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. And the price goes... for that is six four six twenty. So we're looking at three hundred pounds more than the classic, and you get the Mickey yeah. and Minnie meet and greet, the Sunday brunch, the farewell parade, and the private meet with two VIPs. Three hundred pound more, but only but only sixty pounds more. Okay. Than the um, the premium. Okay, so let's move on then. So that's the character madness packages. Uh, so let's move on to the Park Enthusiast Premium then. What have we got going on here? So Park Enthusiast Premium, you've lost your mini meet and greet. You've lost your Sunday brunch. You've lost your farewell parade. You've lost your <laughs> private meets. But you do now, however, get a VIP fast pass. And this is for the extent of your stay, I guess. I would assume it's for, yeah, so if, you stay, two, if you're staying only one night, it would be two for days, the Saturday and the Sunday. Right, so, and the cost of that is? £588.20. So £224 for a VIP yes. fast pass. For two days, yes. So you're looking at £112 a day. Does anybody know off the top of their head what the cost of a VIP fast pass is? You cannot buy them. You can't buy them, okay. That's fair enough. No, you can't buy them. I know you used to be able to. I didn't know whether you still could. Um, However, if you complain, you can get one. You can get one for free. <laughs> um, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is the one I'm a bit like, hmm, is is that worth it? Oh, it's probably worth mentioning, by the way, the exclusive ones are two nights. Yes. Yes. So the 646 was for two nights in the hotel. Yeah, yes. The, the 646 is for two nights. Because yeah. you got the brunch. Yeah. Well, you've, you've, well you've... you have on the one night as well, but um, it's just you, oh, you get okay. two nights in a hotel rather than one. Okay. Um, so, so I would I would be tempted because that is going to be a very busy weekend. Yeah. And mm. to think that I wouldn't have to wait to go on Tower of Terror or Space Mountain. Yeah, that's fair enough. Or Starters. But the question I would be I'd be okay with that. The question I ask is, if you're a park enthusiast and your reason you're going is yes for the party, but also for the park. Uh, surely you go regularly enough to not need a VIP fast pass anyway. You know when to go, don't you? Exactly. Mm. Um, okay, the next one up is the Park Enthusiast exclusive. Now, this is the one that really does pique my interest, and for one reason and one yes. reason only. So, in addition <laughs> That's to... that big pause <laughs> then. It's like, uh-oh. So, in addition to what you got for a premium... Yeah. You also get, this is again, this is for two nights, you also get a VIP spot for Illuminations and Stars on Parade, which if you have the Infinity uh, Annual Pass, it's already okay, anyway, included in that. Yeah. Uh, but you also get an Imagineer Park Tour. Now, this is the one thing that really does interest me a lot. Just that the idea of being able to tour park with an Imagineer would be phenomenal. Um, I've, I've done... The sort of the park tour with the cast members, and that was really, really good. Um, it would be also really interesting to know which Imagineer the park tour was going to be with. I would imagine it's the same one that's going to be uh, at the the conference. Well, I kind of thought it might be Tom Fitzgerald, but I don't know whether that will be the case. I don't know. I've got no idea. Um, I just like I for me, I'd like to have a um, an Imagineer that has a little bit more information about the history. So someone that was there from the beginning. Yeah. So somebody like Tom Tom Morris, who was yeah. the person that designed Fantasyland and did, built that castle. Yeah. I think I'd much rather have someone, have someone like, like him. Because it's not going to be Tony Baxter. No. I wonder yeah. if they will confirm who it is to the people who booked it before they go, because Perhaps. I would want to know who it was so that I could prepare relevant questions. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a fair point. For that person. Yeah, like, I wouldn't absolutely. want to waste that time no. and that opportunity that's a fair point as a fan so what we're we looking at for that then 64620 so it's the same price as the exclusive character madness then mm -hmm. uh, but instead of getting the character options you're getting the other stuff now mm. I'm looking at that now it's two nights the same as the other one 
You're not getting any What do you think would be room. more popular then? What would you think someone would go more for? The exclusive well, of the uh, one or the last one? I think I'd pay for the exclusive. I think for an extra £60, you'd be stupid not to go for the exclusive. Yeah, I, I would. If I was looking to pay out that sort of money, I'd go Park Enthusiast exclusive for the fact that I have that park tour with the Imagineer. Um, the thing is, you've got the Fast Pass and you've got the Illuminations and Stars and Parade. Again, it's great that you've got a VIP spot, but the chances are the people who are going for this package will have seen it a million times before because they come to the parks all the time. Um, so, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough I don't know. Game, I just really. think if you're having it over two nights, if you split the cost over two nights, it's it's 324. Yeah. That's much that's even cheaper than if you're just going for the classic yeah that is true I, I i just think and then when you think that you're getting you know you're getting three days entry into the parks plus three days worth of vip fast pass plus your yeah. tour plus i mean okay it's not specified do you get to use that uh, vip spot for all three days or is it just once but even then yet, i don't know i think i actually think that's probably of all the packages that for me is the one that i think is probably worth them worth it the most yeah, okay fair enough um so let's go to disneylicious then so this is the food related ones yeah it's my body to disneylicious for you babe nice <laughs> i like it yeah i'm the beyonce so go then what we got um, disneylicious <laughs> <laughs> oh. so the Licious, same as the classic but you get the sunday brunch obviously it's food and yes. you get a gourmet goodie bag nice okay so gourmet goodie bag which will have some lovely treats in it and then that's sunday brunch so uh the sunday brunch is gonna have the characters at it isn't it it's gonna have the eight vips oh, interesting so you get some characters thrown in as well as some food okay that's cool um and then the exclusive uh, and the exclusive so you get all of the above plus you get a disney chef workshop Yep. And a signed Ratatouille cookbook. Who's it going to be signed by? Ratatouille? <laughs> Gusto himself. He's you know. going to come back as a force ghost and sign it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that's two nights. That's 64620. Yep. Um, okay. And then we go to the Ultimate Fantasia package. Right, I hope you're all sitting down when you're listening to this. The price, please, John. Oh, should we go through the benefits first? Oh, we'll go through the benefits first, then, go on. <laughs> okay, because this is, there's, there's, like, there's kind of um, a little small print on this one. So yeah. you have two nights, uh, same as the classic package. Then you have the benefit of VIP conference seating at the Animagique Theatre on the day of the fan days for mm -hmm. the Imagineer talk. Mm -hmm. You have VIP lounge with unlimited food and drink. The Fan Days inaugural meal exclusive merchandise and an ultimate Fantasia pin. Okay. Now, we have to also put in the caveat that although you get the conference, uh, the VIP conference seating, you still have to pay €25 Euros for entry to the conference. Absolutely. There's your small print. <laughs> okay. There's so you the get small a seat, print. but you've got to pay for it. Okay. Yes. And the price... yes, you have a VIP seat, but you've still got to pay to get to it. And the price for this package is? So, if you don't include the €25 Euro for the conference, it is £966.10 per person. Cheap as chips, really. I Plus just... €25. Euros. <laughs> so, you're looking at another £20, say. So, £986.10. I find That's... this an incredible amount of money for what you actually get. Now, and the if fact you'd... that they're still charging extra for the conference is just ridiculous. Well, it's, you're like, supposed to be for the ultimate that amount of money, they could chuck in an extra 20 quid's worth of ticket. But for an ultimate fan... What you're getting as an ultimate fan is food, food, <laughs> access to merchandise, pin. Exactly, exactly. access yeah. to buy more stuff. And more if you yeah, chance. and if you don't and if you don't want to go to the conference, you've lost that benefit anyway. Which I'm not saying you wouldn't, but without having to pay the extra twenty five euros, I genuinely am. My gast is flabbered. At, <laughs> at what is included the, in the, the fantasy? Pricing package. just seems a bit all over the place. Because twenty five euros for this conference, that seems quite reasonable. Yeah. 
but in 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 the relation of what everything else is, is but I argue why I argue out, why there needs to be a twenty five euro additional price for the conference when it's part of the fun days event anyway. Exactly. Because yeah, the thing about it, you're going to have to buy that, pay that £25, if, even if you're just buying a normal ticket, if you want to go to the conferences. Yeah. It just means you're not going to be sat near the front. Yeah. But you'll definitely get a seat because you've bought a ticket for it. Mm. I yeah, don't think they're going to sell as many tickets as they think they are for that. But, you know, you're going to get a seat because they won't sell more tickets than they've got seats for. So therefore, yes, you'll get to sit near the front as a VIP, but you'll still get to see it anyway... Yeah, not everyone's going to go, are they? You might sell sixty percent of them. I think, I think that's the. I think that's all you'll sell. Now, as if it wasn't enough, and this was the bit that made I couldn't believe this. <laughs> not only have you your fan page packages, obviously you said are based on Hotel Santa Fe, but in addition to the cost, there's also a twenty-five euro handling fee oh, charged no, no, on all bookings, except twenty-nine euro ex- handling fee. Twenty-nine, sorry, twenty-nine euro handling fee. Except if you book it in England. It's a £29 handling fee. <laughs> so it's more expensive for us to book it because they couldn't be able to change to sort the exchange rate out. Plus local taxes. Plus local taxes. But I just... I, I don't know what to say. I genuinely... um Like... I... Like for me, <laughs> I just, no, one day. like for me, there's no way in a million years I'm paying any of those. No way. And my annual pass has run out. And I'm still not prepared to pay that sort of money What's to go. That? There's going to be people that will. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, you're right. Sad. You're dead right there will be. But there'll be a lot of people yeah. who won't because they're annual pass holders. Uh, there'll be a lot of people who won't because it's a ridiculous amount of money when you're looking at, you know, you're looking at two, for two people to go, even to do the classic package, you're looking over £700 for what is ultimately one night in a hotel and, and the party ticket. It's absolutely crap, guys, because as soon as you start factoring couples or families, yeah. it's just completely outrageous. You could, you could mm. genuinely go to Florida. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. I saw someone. I, th- I think this they stopped charging for the room after two people. So I think like the third and fourth person in the room, they're they're only paying for the extras. I did see someone put out. I think it was on Twitter or Facebook that um, if they came to fan days and paid out for the whole family, it would cost them five thousand pounds, and they could go for a two-week holiday to Florida for that price. Comfortably. With anyone given that choice, it's not going to be going to Disneyland Paris. No. I just just out of curiosity, I priced up a week at Disneyland. Oh yeah, um, yeah. for the same week. Yeah, um, and it came less than a thousand pounds. So I could get a that week in was Disneyland. Flights, hotel for a week. Yeah, park tickets, and it was less than a thousand pounds. So I could get a week in Disneyland for the same price of uh-huh. uh, a hotel room, some tickets. And yep. some extra food and a seat that I've got to pay extra for. We <laughs> You know, don't get me wrong. It's I love misjudged. the idea. I think they've misjudged that one. That package, that last package in particular. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I love the idea of fan days. And I love the fact that Disney are trying to do something different. And I love the fact that it's something unique. But I just think they've dropped the ball massively. And I hate to sort of diss Disneyland Paris. Because I think the things they've been doing recently have been fantastic. But this is a cock up of huge proportions. And are they on sale now? They're on sale. They're on sale uh, from I think it's the fifteenth or sixteenth uh, from the fifteenth of January. So they're on sale from next okay. week. So they could lower the price down if something if like. In theory, they could. Yeah, they could lower the price down. But I've not seen many people saying that they've booked. I've seen a lot of people saying that they are not going to book since what, the prices have come out. Yeah, yeah I've Disney seen have that said, a lot. But I've not seen many people say saying. Like booked up for fan There's going to be a limited number of ticket only coming out mm. in spring. I, I think now, there's going to be a lot of ticket only. I think, I think there's going to be. I think there will be. I just well. don't see how this is going to sell. I don't see. With ticket only. Yeah. Does that mean the packages are still the same, just minus the hotel? No, you just pay for the ticket to the party, and that's it. Oh, okay. Sorry, Susan. You won't get your lanyard oh. with Mickey and Minnie on it, or whatever. I, ju- I just, uh, I'm just, oh, well, yeah. 
But then do you think when they release the tickets only, they'll release tiered tickets as well? What, so the tickets depend... No, what I think will happen, I think you'll get a base ticket, and then I think you can add your your things on top. So you'll pay That's for... That's what I mean, yeah. so like tiered tickets. Yeah, you'll pay for your base ticket, and then you can add on top of that a seat for the Imagineers. It might be that you can pay separately to just do the Imagineer Park tour, or you can pay mm. separately to meet a VIP and things like this. So yeah, I think it might be a little bit of a... You can tailor your ticket to what it is that you want to do. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, which then will really anchor the people who have paid for the packages. I think there's, yeah. there's a really small amount of the um, the exclusive packages available, aren't there? There's a small. There's only a small amount of. Well, I believe there's only them had fifty of the Fantasia. Yes, I believe. So. Yeah, it says yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, how many tickets they're releasing in each? So it, it might be that they. <laughs> but I've heard. No, again, this is just a wild rumor. I've heard that the. Fantasia package is already sold out, even though they're not on sale. How? Because a certain someone whose party this actually is hmm. has bought them all for uh, their friends. <laughs> oh. Well, can oh. It. Which maybe explains why it's actually not that good of one, because if that's true, then the people going aren't actually fans. They're just pals of a fan. That's annoying. So the I extra just... food and stuff would then make sense, wouldn't it? And the VIP seating, if you want to bother going, would then make yeah. sense. Now I'm looking at this. There's actually so there's actually only a limited number of packages available for a lot of them. So the pre, there's only 50 premium character madness packages available. Mm, what's there's, only, 16? there's only what's 16 exclusive yeah. character madness packages available for I think for the uh, for the mm. premium one. The park enthusiast there's 100 premium park enthusiast packages available. Then there's 16 of the premium ones. Then the Disneylicious there's 50 Disneylicious ones and 16 premium. And yeah, the Fantasia ones there are a hundred uh, Fantasia packages available. I wonder so, if they've upped the, uh, so upped the amount. They said there's only going to be more. they said there's only going to be a small amount of ticket only packages. Well, if that is the case, there's only going to be about 800 people at the event. Let's say something like that, because that doesn't you know if there's only a small number of tickets because there's not a lot of packages. No. So at the moment, a hundred there's a hundred possible seats gone in the thousand seat theatre. So there's another 900 seats available to go and uh, to go and see the Imagineer talk. There's, I think there's a th the what is the what does that Animagic theatre hold? 1200. It's a 1200. Okay, 1100. Yeah, something like that. I just I don't. <sighs> You know, I, I see what they've tried to do. They've tried to make it very exclusive, tried to make it very expensive. I think it's going to backfire. Um, and I and my concern is very much like has happened with things like Terrific Nights. They've not necessarily marketed properly. They haven't really put it at a position which is accessible for a lot of people, and therefore Terrific Nights sort of vanished. And I kind of I won't worry that the same thing's going to happen with fan days that they've tried to be too greedy with it and that it's going to flop and then Disneyland Paris turns around and goes fan days doesn't work get rid of it and that's not actually the case it's the case is they've just tried to be too greedy but I don't know we'll see maybe, maybe it's just teething problems they think that they can they can sell these packages they'll realise this time they can't and next time they do something like this, they don't... But also, the other concern is, how many people are going to get turned off by fan days now, and any other events that they do in the future aren't necessarily going to get the people that should be there, because people are going to go, well, I'm not point, no point looking, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think we expected it to be expensive. But I don't think anyone expected expensive. for the prices to come out and everyone be like, wow, that's a proper bargain. Oh, yeah, I, I fully yeah. expected them to I be I think expensive. it is a bit of a stretch. Um, just and I think there's a lot of people now kind of anxiously awaiting the ticket only price now it's interesting we put a couple yeah. of polls out we put one on facebook and one on twitter uh the poll on uh facebook we said what's your opinion on the cost of the fan days uh, stuff and a hundred percent of people voted that it was money grabbing which is interesting nobody said it was a fair price at all which is very interesting but over on twitter um 32% of you said that the prices were money-grabbing prices. 50% of you, so half of you actually said it was far too expensive for you. 12% uh, said it was a high price, but it was worth it. 
and 6% of you said that it was fair for something quite unique. So we had a, a spread, but by a long shot, most people said that it was far too expensive. Actually, on the whole, the 82% the of the people who voted actually said it was either far too expensive or, or money-grabbing. Only 18% said it was a high price but worth it. It was unique for something. Fair for something so unique. So that kind how, of how many volumes. how many percent was that? Sorry, uh, eight, there was eighty-two percent said it was either far too expensive or money grabbing, and eighteen yeah. percent said it was either fair for something unique or high price, but it was worth it. How how many percent said it was fair uh, for something oh, unique? Sorry, uh, six percent. Six percent. Okay, I think that's actually quite extraordinarily high. <laughs> So there you go, but that's that's the response we got on the Twitter, and I, I wanted to put that out because I I didn't want us to be here, and I didn't want to feel like we were going to sit here and slate the prices, and then not know whether or not it was us that slated it, or whether mm. actually everybody else who listens to the show and followers uh, etc. also thought the same. But it just turned out that that is the case. But there you go. That is uh, fan days, then, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's turn our attention, shall we, to uh, something slightly different. So then, uh, today I had the joy uh, of heading down to London to the Westfield Shopping Centre and going and taking part in the latest, greatest advancement in virtual reality uh, known as Hyper Reality. It's where a company called The Void, who have been kind of around since about 2015, have come up with a concept for a new attraction. They've worked on it along with uh, Disney and Industrial Light and Magic and have come up with this, what they're calling this new hyper-reality experience. Um, and like I say, I went out to London today uh, to try this thing out, and I'm going to attempt to review it without giving any spoilers. So if you listen to this right now and you're panicking that I'm going to give away some stuff that happens, I'm not going to give anything away, I promise you. I'm going to be completely spoiler-free. Um, the first thing I have to say is that in this country, there is genuinely... Nothing, and I mean nothing, that even comes close to this experience, okay? A lot of the sort of promo material, the videos, the trailers, and all that sort of stuff have come out and teased what this is kind of about, but they haven't really given anything away about exactly what exactly it is about. And that's what was so confusing, I think, by a lot of people, was we don't really understand what this is. Now, I don't know whether you guys have kind of got an understanding much about how this works or what happens. No, then. <laughs> no. Really. My understanding of it is that it's like a virtual reality experience with some physical reality elements. Yeah, to so it. to give you an idea, it's, you know, most virtual reality, you have to be plugged into something and you stand in one position, you look around, you play a game, and the whole virtual reality element of it is that you can look around you and see what's going on mm. 360 degree. Well, imagine that, but imagine taking into consideration not only can you look around and look at everything in 360 degrees but you can also physically walk around the space you can physically interact with the space um and you what you do at certain points dictate what then happens within the experience um and that's basically what star wars secrets of the empire is all about it's just it's phenomenal i genuinely came out and I was speechless, okay? If you have not booked this, and you are thinking about booking this, whether it's in London, whether it's in Orlando, whether it's now in California, because I opened today in California, uh, as from what I understand, they're all identical experiences. If you've not booked this and you're thinking about doing it, you have to book it. You must. You, will, you genuinely cannot. I cannot say enough about how immersive it is and how real it feels and how you genuinely get so absorbed in it, you genuinely think you're part of this attraction. And um, you, I, you can't, although you know you're in the middle of a shopping centre in London, and there's no way you're in any sense of, any sort of peril whatsoever, you genuinely feel this sense of peril because <laughs> there's points when you're stood on things and there's points where they, you have to move forward and stand on things that are very small and there might be four of you standing on it and the thing starts to move and even though you're not moving, you feel like you're moving because the effect that they use, 
and then you're genuinely terrified that you're going to fall off it and fall into something. Where the truth is, if I fell off it, I'd just fall onto another bit of the floor. But you genuinely <laughs> feel like you are stood there on that thing, and you're not gonna, and you're gonna. If you fall off, you're gonna die. Not only do you, so to give you a basic premise of it, without giving anything away, you are a, a rebel spy who has been sent in to um, try and recover something. And in order for you to do it, you are uh, you have to go in in disguise, dressed as a stormtrooper. Okay, and that's all I'm going to give you. And genuinely, when you put your VR unit on and you put your headset on and the screen comes to life, you look like a stormtrooper. And everybody around you looks like a stormtrooper. And you can communicate with each other through the, the microphone in the front of your unit and through the headphones you can hear each other. And even though there's nothing on your hands, when you put your hands up in front of your face, you can see your own hands dressed as a stormtrooper. And your hands move like your hands move. So if I clench my fist, my fish clench. If I wave, my hands wave. But they've got a stormtrooper costume on. And just the whole time, I was just... It, I just... You know, I... It was the most surreal experience, but the most exhilarating experience. But this... Just something you've never experienced before in your life and this is genuinely you know when people talk about game changers with with entertainment and things like that and they they kind of ban that word around this is genuinely a game changer absolutely you know this is for for the next few years until this becomes more uh regular regular occurrence vr is now going to be awful i'm going to put on a vr unit and go nah it's not very good because <laughs> of what i experienced today um you inter so you interact with different environments you uh, you have a laser blaster, which you have to use, but you don't have all the way through the game. You kind of have to discover them. Uh, you interact with characters from the Star Wars universe. Uh, you... I, I, I'm trying to, trying to do this without giving too much away. Um, <laughs> it's really difficult to do without giving everything away. The, it's just an unbelievable experience. It genuinely is, and it absolutely blew me away. And I was lucky enough not only to experience it once, but I was lucky enough to be able to experience it again. And the, the first time I experienced it, obviously it was all brand new to me, and I wasn't quite sure how to do this or what worked here or how this sort of stuff happened. So we were very much immersed in um, making sure we knew what we were doing in the experience. The second time around, because we knew what we were doing, it meant we could take in more of the universe. And by doing that, it meant that I looked around a lot more at what was going on. And I didn't necessarily take part in the problem-solving bits because I thought, well, the other people can do that because we've done that before. But um, the, the environment, even to the point that, uh, because obviously you're, you're, you're using a physical environment within a virtual reality environment, there are points where you'll pass through a door and you can see where the doorway is and you'll walk towards that doorway and you'll pass through it exactly because the virtual reality is so in sync. But if you were to put your hand up as you got to the door, you could feel the door and you could see your stormtrooper hand touching the doorway. And it feels like the doorway's really there. And it's really creepy. And there's a, uh, other points where there might be railings or other things. And if you reach out, the railing is genuinely there and you can grab hold of the railing. Um, so that's really good because sometimes when you do those virtual realities it makes it look like so you're about to so you have to jump off one sort of box to another but yeah. you're, but you're not so you just know it's not no exactly and and when you there are a few moments where the terrain you're walking on alters slightly and rather than it just altering in the vr it auto alters underfoot as well oh my god that's so cool so you kind of walk through it and you go that's weird and you stand it you go oh whoa okay wasn't expecting that but also it's got the 4d element to it as well so if there's supposed to be the idea of heat or vibration or anything like that that also comes at you if there's supposed to be a point where like you know kind of you get the jets of the streams of air and all that sort of stuff that happen if they happen in within the vr it happens in real life as well um so all of this stuff genuinely works and happens and all fits together and it's yeah. absolutely seamless you genuinely, there's no point in which I would go, that doesn't fit, or that doesn't work, or that doesn't fit with that, and this doesn't fit with this. And having done it once, I obviously the second time I did it, what I did do a couple of times was lifted up my VR goggles so I can actually see the physical environment you're in. And you wouldn't believe what it really looks like compared to what you actually think it looks like. Um, <laughs> because actually the, the physical environment in real life is very basic and very plain, but is has just enough in it that it genuinely makes you feel like you're in the middle of the Star Wars universe. 
Um, I don't know what else to say without giving anything away to you. <laughs> Seems How really much good. does it rely on your own skill? Like, the stuff that you have to do in it? Not a like, huge amount. Because I'm rubbish at computer so, games. So the skill is very, very simple. <laughs> so um, because you're doing it, you do it in groups of maximum of four. So the first time we really had four of us. The second time we did it, we only had three of us. And the group in front of us went in a two. And you can do it like that. The interactive elements are very, very basic. You're not talking about really difficult computer game elements like jump and hit this and do that. You're talking about very physical interactions with the physical environment in order to make something actually happen uh, and if you are if you fail to make them happen the game sort of overrides it in a way that it makes it happen automatically anyway so it doesn't impede okay. your progress okay that's cool because you're in there a certain time aren't you so you kind of want to it would, yeah it would last that long anyway so i think from pre-show to coming out the very end was about 20-ish minutes because you kind of have pre-show you get prepared into your gear then you wait to go into the experience and then you sort of come out so it was about 20-ish minutes from beginning to end and obviously that would depend on how quickly you interact with certain environments as to how long it takes you so you could probably go in and do it in 15 minutes and come out but obviously if you're not so good at the interactive elements it will take you slightly longer mm. but they're able to kind of counter that so to speak was it quite busy when you were there? Like, was it? Um, it wasn't queue? start off with. When we first arrived, we were one of the first ones there. So we had a twelve fifteen, and it opened about five to twelve ish on that particular day. Um, it was really quiet. Then we came out of the experience the first time. The queue had grown, and uh, it was while queuing for the second time that they actually then opened the second side because there's two sides that are identical. Uh, so it, there was a lot of people streaming and what was really interesting is a lot of people who were turning up and paying on the day having no idea what this was and having not heard about it before they were sort of just turning up paying and then joining the queue oh which was quite good the fact that it does it anyway but yeah it's only for a short period of time, isn't it? It's there until March, but so what do with it after that? I it would not, and we have no absolutely no confirmation of this whatsoever. I genuinely haven't got a clue, but it would be easy enough to pack up and ship somewhere else. And if there's a pre-existing space that this would fit in, you could quite easily put it into a pre-existing space. It doesn't wouldn't need its own uh, building. You could put it in a marquee. You could do anything like that. So I. I would be amazed if it didn't then begin to possibly tour to, to diff well, not just the country, but this country or different countries. It could tour Europe. Uh, and to be honest, setup-wise, the technical elements of it would be the hardest, with the longest setup. But it wouldn't take a huge amount of time in which to set it up and move it to somewhere else. Uh, it's very, very portable in that sense. That's just looking cool. on their website now, it yeah. looks mm -hmm. as though the last date you can book is the 7th of March. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, sounds about right. But the, the great thing about this is one of the things I was saying, that, that there's an un, the possibilities now are endless. Because, obviously, the environment is created virtually. The physical environment can stay similar to what it is. And they could do absolutely anything with this and i mean anything you know you could have a game of thrones version where you go in and you've got swords or whatever it could be that you create a child-friendly version where you explore the lands of, of frozen and you can go in you can interact with characters from frozen we were talking about um they, they currently also do a ghostbusters one in new york and i was speaking to one of the guys and he said that they actually installed the ghostbusters version in the one in london for the cast who were working on it to have a go at, and he said it was incredible. It was genuinely terrifying, but it was incredible. Um, <laughs> so you can add, you could add absolutely anything. It is genuinely the the it is completely limitless as to what you could do with this, as mm. long as you you could alter the physical environment or or whatever or fit it in with the same physical environment. You could end up with being in any movie, in any galaxy, in any theme, any country, anywhere, and it would just work. So, Sounds um, pretty cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, really, I'm really excited for uh, Galaxy's Edge now because didn't they say they was going to add some sort of ex immersive experience Apparently, in the land yeah, as well? There might be something that's going in there possibly. But I don't know what that's going to be. But if the Void yeah. involved it in any way. 
It's um, so my only experience of VR is riding Galactica yeah. at Alton Towers. It's don't even it's, it doesn't even come close. I was going to say <laughs> Galactica. Galactica is like going to the pound shop and buying some sweets, comparing to going then to Hotel Chocolate and buying a chocolate bar. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's that sort of comparison. Galactica is it's terrible. I didn't. My like it is, thank you. It is. Don't it do is. the Galactic it's people. Awful. You can it's ride awful. it without. Yeah, you can. I tell you what terrible. though. Darren Brown's train was really good. Now, oh, see, you see, like now, now, comparing that, for those of people who've ridden Darren Brown's ghost train, this is kind of the next step. With Gar Darren Brown's ghost train, you're in a physical environment and you have the headset, mm. but the headset is connected to the physical environment, which means you can't actually move anywhere. Imagine, if you've done Darren Brown's ghost train, imagine rather than removing the headset when you get off the train... You keep the headset on for the entire on. time. Yeah. Right. That's basically what this is like. The the physical environment is within that digital world that you can see through your goggles. But the fact that you can interact with other people. We started playing silly games because uh, I went with a friend of mine and he said, "Can I just try and shoot you?" The second time <laughs> I went on, so can I just stand next to you and shoot you with my blaster and see? It's a lifelong dream like, to shoot. Yeah. You. <laughs> well, it's a lifelong dream to be dressed as a stormtrooper, which was pretty awesome. And he shot me, and uh, the robot told us off. <laughs> oh, excellent! In the VR world, he asked, he told us to stop being silly, uh, which was quite funny because obviously we were shooting each other in a confined space. Um, but it's things like that that were really cool. Um, but yeah, would you like, do it again? Yeah, without shadowing out. It's not oh, cheap. I'm in London on you know, Thursday, but I don't have time. It's £32.50, and it's a 20-minute experience. Now, you listen to that, and, you, and I know we've just complained about how expensive Fandos is, <laughs> but this is worth every single penny. You know, it, Where it was it? Is it Westfield? It's at Westfield Shopping Centre, mm, which Shepherd's is, is towards, It's Shepherd's Bush, out towards Whitehead. It's on the central line or west, in West yeah. London. Because I'm in London on Thursday, but Honestly, I just don't think I've got time. if you've got the time, you must, must, I don't must have it. the time. I'm going to see Phantom of the Opera. We can go during the day. I'm going sack to see it, sack it Phantom up. of the Opera in the day. We'll go straight afterwards. I'm it's only until like 9pm. Like yeah, but then I'm going to see 42nd Street. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> I've got one day. Get down there really early and go early and go, go and do it. Train's already booked. Oh, what are you like? Um, no, you, know, you know how the Phantom of the Opera ends? Just go and miss, miss yeah, the, the end, end of it. My, uh, my, my biggest criticism for it, and I said this to the guys there, and the, he sort of agreed with me, was was the length is a little bit too short. Um, but I have to take into consideration that this is the first time they've done anything with it, and actually you could extend it for as long as you wanted to extend it. And um, it would be great if it was another five minutes maybe, but as a first outing of something of this kind by Disney with a Star Wars theme... I can't mm. fault it. I genuinely cannot fault it. Gareth, where are you going? I haven't booked yet. I'm, 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 no, I'm struggling just to find going down to London for 20 minutes. This is what I did. I, I went. I literally went to London today just to do this. Yes, we went to Westfield, did a bit of shopping, had some lunch, came home. But I genuinely drove there just to do this. And, yeah, and it's worth every single moment of driving in that Oh, car. I might do it, because I literally just Susan. work around the All right, look at me. I'm Susan, Susan and I just live a train this. ride away from Susan. London. Susan, <laughs> Susan, there's none of this might do it. You have to go and do this. You genuinely You know they don't allow fantasy, Susan. You do have to sign up. You do have to sign a waiver and all those sort of stuff uh, when you go in, which is the usual kind of stuff. Uh, which... So could little kids do it as well? So, What's the age range? To give you yeah, the waiver, the wait, yeah, you have to over ten. The waiver says the following: persons who suffer from high blood pressure, heart attacks, back or neck conditions, epilepsy, or any type of medical conditions affecting the sense of smell, vision, or hearing uh, may not be suitable. Uh, the elderly, people with disabilities, people who are blind or visually impaired, people with sensitivity to scent, loud noises, or flashing lights, pregnant women, persons suffering from breathing or respiratory problems such as allergies or sensitive uh, or scent sensitivities, persons under the influence of alcohol or other intoxications, person prone to motion sickness. Persons under the age of ten and persons under four feet. Apparently, under four feet. Yeah, I don't know why that one's in there. Um, I'll be honest, motion sickness-wise, and for those of you who are worrying now, I've played VR where you sat still and you're looking round, and it makes me feel sick because I played some PS4 <laughs> VR and it's made me feel ill. And I was really worried this was going to do the same thing, but because I'm moving with the environment, I was absolutely fine. And having and did it twice, and I was absolutely fine. So for those of you who are just worrying slightly that it might be a little bit too, too much, but it, I will be. Um, I think that that this might be 
um, that one of two things, like I say. I think either the Void is t is starting it here, looking at its uh, viability, and then possibly touring it around the country. You wouldn't be surprised mm. if it appears in other Westfield centres. Um, or they're testing out for viability for the Void to have a central location in the United Kingdom initially where people can go and do this experience because if they do that they can then have the star wars experience or you could go and do the ghostbusters experience or they could go and do a completely different experience this you know i'm, I'm thinking like they could turn this into scare mazes at halloween you name it the stuff they could do with this is just is just beyond anything we've ever seen before mm. and it's not very often i come out of something and go this is a game changer and this is amazing but this is genuinely some sort of amazing game changer is the VR like headset quite heavy? Because the uh, Darren Brown one, it really hurt my ears. No, the, the headset's so not too bad. But what you've got to take into consideration is you've got a vest and a backpack on. And that contains right. the battery for everything. <coughs> Excuse me. The battery for everything. And it contains all of the equipment and everything you need for the VR to work. They do strap that on your back. It's not... Uh, as long as they... You, the tighter you strap it, they say, the less heavy it becomes. And to be honest, once, you, once you've got it on, you sort of forget it's there anyway. Once you're in the experience. Um, mm. So is Disney the owner of this sort of VR product? Or is no. it actually a so outside based company? The company is called The Void. And they've been developing this since about 2015. And they have collaborated with Disney, Industrial Light and Magic. And come up with this okay. Star Wars thing. It already exists existed before as a Ghostbusters attraction. Oh, yes. And they've got okay. other ideas that they've, they've toyed with in the past. Um, but I would say this is the first one that has kind of been commercially available, i.e. you can go to different locations to do it, more so than the Ghostbusters one. So there you go. That's my experience. It does sound pretty awesome. Mm. It does sound awesome. Genuinely is. It, mm. it is just, yeah, it blew me away. Absolutely. I can, oh, can imagine them doing like an Avengers thing, because obviously well, that's, that's thing coming, could. like the final one's coming. You could create an Avengers uh, thing. Imagine going through Age mm -hmm. of Ultron or, or Infinity War and coming up against things like that. Uh, you imagine coming up with um, absolutely anything. We were saying Walking Dead, because we were, we're Walking Dead fans, and we were saying um, <laughs> that... You could end up, you could set it so that you're walking through the prison in The Walking Dead and you've got to go around and you've got to rescue such and such because of all the zombies that are there. And because it's virtual reality, they can bring in characters and all that sort of stuff from the movies and the television series and stuff mm. in order to, to, to create it. I could also see them implementing sort of theme parks as well, like Thought Park. Yeah, you could. Quite oh, easily. Did, did Universal Studios do a, a, a one of their horror houses? Yeah, they sort of did a VR reality. horror house. Um, a little while back, um, and I, I'm gonna say I have to say this now, right? I genuinely have to say this uh, because it's been bugging me all day, and I've been saying this. Um, a little while back, I was lucky enough to get through uh, an interview process with Alton Towers, which I know you guys talk about. And uh, one of the things that in my interview process they came up with, they said we wanted to come up with a concept for a scare maze. And my concept for a scare maze was to come up with a virtual reality scare maze where you would have the helmet and you'd be able to walk through the environment and be scared, etc, etc. And I got told in my interview that it was an unrealistic prospect and an unrealistic idea. Uh, well, see, do you know what? I mean, how long ago was that? Last year. And Do you know what? Last year, Universal Studios... Exactly. Uh, about Orlando did exactly about that four thing. or five weeks after my interview, uh, Universal announced that we were doing a virtual reality scare race. Should have patent penned it. <laughs> uh, anyway, are you comparing the British theme park to? An yes, American I know, I know, I know. It just it just made me chuckle. And then obviously now we've got this, which to be honest, this is yeah. What they've done with it so far is genuinely on. on, on it's just on the edge of what they can do with it compared to where it can go you, I, mm. you know it's just i look forward to seeing what's going to happen with this in the coming years this is not this is not a fad this is not something that's going to be around for a year and everyone's going to go it's great and then we're going to leave this is something that is just just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger anyone would think you'd had a good day out <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see uh, right, so there we go. That is Star Wars: Secrets of the Empire. It's now open in downtown Dis in Disney Springs. It's open in downtown Disney in California, and it's currently in Westwood oh. Shopping Centre uh, in London at Shepherd's Bush until March the seventh. 
okay? If you are getting the chance to go to any of those, you must do it. That is an order. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to do it. Must do it. There you go. I'm, I'm not on commission or anything for this, by the way. I'm not going to get like money for everyone who signs up from listening to this show. Just got to go and do it. Anyway, that is the end of the show. Um, so, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Gareth. You're welcome. Thank you. Let's see what we did there. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. And may the force be with you all. Uh, we will be back in two weeks' time for another edition of the show. In the meantime, you can keep up with everything that's going on. You can follow us over on uh, Twitter at Disney Brit. You can go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast. You can also email us radio at disneybrit.com. You can go to our Instagram, which is at Disney Brit as well, and follow everything that's going on over there. Um, I'm hoping to, um, at some point, publish uh, a review of um the new star wars attraction and put it on our website uh when i can work out how on earth i'm going to explain it and do it justice without giving anything away because i know we've got some people listening to the show who are going to be doing it very very soon uh if you have done it or you are doing it and you want to send us a review and let us know what you thought of it you can of course send us an email radio disneybrick.com and uh you can send us any comments questions suggestions anything like that to our email address as well so we'll be back in two weeks time when hopefully I've got over my fanboy geeky thing about uh... <laughs> oh that's the other thing I forgot to mention merchandise actually fairly uh, respectable prices um, anyway so um, that's uh, it from us we'll be back in two weeks time have a fantastic uh, couple of weeks and happy new year to everyone and we'll be back in two weeks until then we'll see ya May the force be with you.